You I think are the only man mm-hmm. Who can honestly say After this episode yeah. You know what guys I think she only liked me For my body Parts. Douglas Slim and Juanita, the podcast. So we're talking about Chinese New Year prep because it's less than a week till C and Y. Yeah, yeah. I had to go and get a lot of food stuff, uh, those dried duck, uh, dried meat, uh, <laughs> the floss, and all that. Well, you sound very excited. I not. don't like any of that. <laughs> I'm so stressed, huh? Yeah. Lucky for me, I'm not there yet. I mean, mm-hmm. because I'm not married. So yeah. I don't have to do a lot of gifting. Um, I have to prep my baju, though. Do you do that every year? Ah, uh, I try to. Oh, it's so cute, lah! You all like, <laughs> is, is it like what do you get usually? Is it a chongsam or? Usually, or a yeah, mm. chongsam or something in red. Really, anything red. Yeah, of course, Chinese um, New Year. <laughs> yeah, but this year, this year is quite interesting because there are so many different types of Chinese New Year or Chinese traditional inspired outfits. Have you checked them out? Yeah, I have. So I went yesterday mm. to look at a few. There are like cool high-waisted baggy pants with like <laughs> with strong some inspired crop tops. It's so cute. You know the baggy pants for what, right? What? So it doesn't impede your eating. Exactly. <laughs> you go to people's house, you go whack, 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 whack. You still look very beautiful and elegant. Exactly. So that was the whole idea behind going Chinese New Year shopping. Do you and your family do like family-themed clothing? Uh, no, we don't. You know, like like the like the Malays do it during Raya. Yeah, so nice, right? It's very cute. The whole family is there. They're all in matching bajus and stuff like that. And then they Correct. wish you uh, Selamat Raya. Sometimes it comes in a card. Sometimes an e greeting. But still, it's a lot better. Come, my Correct. family is Chinese New Year greeting. I'm yeah. lazy. Nobody goes and like takes a picture and they're all in like one baju. No, it's all just some random gift about the orange exploding glass. Some <laughs> lion coming down the steps. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> in Chinese New Year, it's all. I mean, it's always the same color, right? It's either red. Or orange yeah, Or something yeah. on like that Yeah red is pretty much Just go with red like You you, <laughs> you can't go wrong I, Exactly This buying clothes thing Used to be a, a family tradition When I was much younger Oh We would go to I mean you know The departmental store yeah. And I would hate it Because I have to go and change Go in the room Come back out Show my yeah. mother Go in the room Come out Show my mother But I remember Each baju I picked Always had one consistent feature Really? Yeah like Every what? baju that I had Always must have pocket <laughs> the front pocket So I can keep all the ang pao there right. And I can show off to the other cousin You see I got so much money <laughs> <laughs> I'll make sure my one has two pockets this time Fly FM You did a good deed yesterday Douglas Well I think I did <laughs> you think you did? Because <laughs> no, I was uh, driving out to do my Chinese New Year supply buying and all that. Yeah. And this was about two o'clock in the afternoon. Uh-huh. It was raining in Ampang Jaya. Right. In the area lah. Okay. There are a few schools there, and then I realized, hey, kids are going to school already. Uh-huh. It was raining, and there were these two kids just walking in the rain, walking home from school. Okay. And I felt like so bad. They weren't even running, you know. They like they couldn't be bothered. Like I'm already wet. Uh-huh. <laughs> how if, how old are, were well, they? Well, they were about I'm guessing around ten years. So Santa Fala. Okay. Um, could, could be could be more, could be Santa Fala, I'm not sure. All right. But the fact is they were walking in the rain. Right. So I I drove next to them and I was like, I wind down my windscreen and I was like, hey, Jao Lagika, Sai Bole Tumpang. Basically, like, is your walk gonna be a lot further? Yeah. I can give you a ride. Yeah. They turned and looked at me, and one of the kids was like, uh, like Tabole parents said cannot yeah. Like parents told them Please do not jump into strangers cars Which yeah. is correct That's good But then the other kid went like Hey Douglas Lim Oh hey, really? <laughs> so, so say, yeah you know me I'm a famous guy I'm fine I'm not a kidnapper You can jump in But they were torn They were like just uh, No but parents said cannot and we, Yeah and, and we you can- are still a stranger Even though you're uh, famous Yeah 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 So I, I just uh, gave them my umbrella 
Okay. I said, you take Spiderman and go lah, and you walk lah. Yeah. And yeah. so it got me thinking. I'm like, ayo, we live in a world now. Yeah. Where people got to be careful, even yes. though you're trying to do a good deed. Yes. You know. Uh, and I was thinking, if I was in their shoes. Yeah. You know, it's I, I'm walking back from school on a rainy day. I'm miserable. I'm there. My shoes are wet. I'm just plodding along. And suddenly, what if a car pulls up? And I don't know. P Ramli is there, and P Ramli goes, "Hey, age, hop in. I'll." I'll I'll send you to your house. I would hop in immediately. Okay. Uh, it was a heartwarming story until you compared yourself to P. Ramli, Douglas. Okay, no. Do not <laughs> quote me out of context. I did not compare myself to the great Tan Sri P. Ramli, rest uh, in peace. I'm saying the context or rather the situation was fairly similar. That's all. However. No, it was not. Okay. <laughs> no, however, that being said, uh-huh. uh, people do say yeah. that I sound like P. Ramli when I sing one of his songs. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. You want to hear? If you must lah. Belayan jiwa. Douglas is getaran jiwa. Belayan lah. Close enough lah. God. What a failed... Fly FM. So in anticipation of the Chinese New Year buzz, actual staff will manually scan RFID tags for users <laughs> that are stuck at toll booths. Oh, yo. So the technology that was supposed to reduce manpower yeah. now needs more manpower. This makes total sense. <laughs> Exactly. So the implementation of RFID toll booths around the 15th of January, as we know, caused a lot of backlash oh, from Malaysians because it was so inefficient. It's causing major like jams and congestions we, everywhere around Klang Valley. We got a call, right? Juanita, there was someone who called the station. This uncle who was complaining he was stuck in a jam in Chiras for like an hour over. We did. He was like, what's going on, man? <laughs> There's no accidents here. There's no reports on this. Mm. I think it was probably the toll booth because, yep. you know, <laughs> It was completely stuck. But yeah, the Minister of Works um, has instructed parties involved to seek an immediate solution for the issues uh, revolving around RFID. Um, and they said they will deploy more personnel to be on ground to scan the RFID tags on the vehicles with a handheld device Oof. if any users encounter any detection issues. Okay, so do you have RFID or not, first of all? I do not. <laughs> Honestly, I don't see the point. This is a personal opinion. I'm not saying like one is better than the other or whatever. Okay. But I find that touch and go is more reliable because right. I hate holding up traffic. Oh, yeah. It causes me anxiety. I have to say sorry lah, put on my hazard lights lah. Yeah, so it's, very, it's very, very embarrassing as well. Yeah. Like I'm a, I'm a smart tech guy and even yeah. then, right, sometimes the smart tech will not trigger one. No. So I will drive uh, to as close as possible to the touch and go scanner just in case yeah. my smart tech doesn't work. I can just wind up the windscreen and go like, okay, sorry, minor delay and, yeah. and go off. So for me, the mobile uh, device is the way to go lah for me lah because yeah. I can pay parking. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes I can just use it to you know buy stuff because I have the touch and go card with me. Right. Uh, oh, except except when sometimes I have to drive my wife's car yeah. and then I forget to bring the smart tech with me. <laughs> <laughs> then I'm like, yeah, why did I install RFID? <laughs> but on that note, a statement was issued apologizing to road users and they also assured that smart tech lanes will be reinstated at 16 toll booths by the mm. 25th of January to handle. Uh, CNY traffic So that's good Yeah yeah It's very good That they acknowledge The problem Because the yeah. default uh, <laughs> Method here Is to deny That the problem Even exists uh. right? We're like No problem No problem man. <laughs> no, But it is frustrating yeah. When technology Adds to the hassle uh-huh. Because tech Is supposed to Reduce the hassle Can you imagine You right. go And you're like Okay we're cashless now right? So you just use a QR pay yeah. You go and you Do the QR pay But what happens is The bank is alerted It then like Deploys a dispatch rider To go <laughs> to the vault To take out your cash And then write to where you are Give you the cash So you can pay the vendor What nonsense <laughs> Fly FM So apparently 
shy women in Pera are refusing to go for a mammogram test. Okay, great. Chop first, ah. Uh, any women from the other states getting offended by this statement? <laughs> because if I was a woman from Penang, yeah. I'd be like, hey, excuse me, why only Pera women are shy? Is it uh, Penang Chabo also very shy? Oh, Kalukong. <laughs> I think Asian women in general are quite shy. Lah. But this is the story that we're reading, right? So it says women, especially those in the rural areas, do not go for government-subsidized mammogram tests for early detection of breast cancer, oh. even though their names have been registered for the purpose, mainly because they are shy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think may- maybe because, you know, most of the doctors are male or what, yeah. you know? So this is uh, said by the Perak Social Welfare Women and Family Development Committee Chairman, Dr. Wan Nur Ashikin. She said in 2021, over a thousand women were registered, but only 880 went for the test. This the mammogram one is this the one that's a quite a what's the word not not strong not the it's quite thorough right thorough the, yes correct yeah, the check so like, to be fair mm-hmm. you know even men will be shy I know for me if someone's gonna rigorously check my <laughs> chest even me please don't touch my body <laughs> I, I know lucky men don't connect like breast cancer actually men do. Get breast cancer They are at risk It's rare But it does happen right. uh, Dr. Wano Ashikin Emphasised that Women should not Be shy to go for the test As it can help Save your lives I mean this is clearly A serious story But my comedy brain here Cannot stop <laughs> Of course <laughs> Like luckily It's the women Or the patients Who are shy Can you imagine If it was the doctors That were shy <laughs> like, you, you go in there You want to test The doctor is like uh, Okay auntie uh, uh, Can I uh, <laughs> Can I uh, touch that <laughs> uh, can, can you let I need to <laughs> <laughs> that would be terrible But yeah, jokes aside This is a serious issue I mean these are the statistics that I found right One in 19 women are at risk in Asia really high. It is the second leading cause of cancer deaths worldwide Early detection can help save lives Which is why it's said That 40% of the new cases identified each year Were already in the very advanced stages So please go and get yourself checked okay. regularly Have you had any awkward medical stories or not? Yes yeah, you? I definitely have <laughs> had a few Especially like as a woman You know And the doctors are men Yeah Fly FM So we were reading this article About how women in Para Are shy to get mammogram tests yeah. I can absolutely relate Especially when the doctors are male Yeah, yeah. You know So I had to have an injection Of my butt once I knew you had butt surgery <laughs> <laughs> it's not butt surgery, okay? It was from my ankle. I was walking down the stairs. I was looking at my knees and I missed a step and fell. Okay, for those of you who are confused and you're thinking, how vain is this Juanita to be looking at her knees while walking <laughs> down the steps? It's knees, right? right? It's your sister's... Yeah, uh, my sister's daughter, not s- my lutot, okay? <laughs> your sister's kid. So I guess you were looking at her you know, enwrapped in that moment of tenderness and love. And yes. you, you, what, you, you I missed you, a step. <laughs> yeah. I went tumbling down. I went tumbling. Down. I don't know I, why I'm laughing. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I caught the I caught the railing, but I think I you know twisted my ankle a little oh. bit. So it was really really painful. I was limping, couldn't walk. I had to walk with a tongkat. And oh, at man. this time, I had also a cut on my face that happened two weeks before, and I had about fifty stitches on my face. Okay, still my ankle hurt more than my face. Oh, man. So I'm like something's wrong, lah. Okay, I have to go to the doctor. Right. Did an X-ray test. They found nothing was wrong. Went into the uh, room with the doctor, and he said, "Okay, I have to give you a painkiller." Okay, okay. Right? So the painkiller, I guess it was like, it was quite massive. And he said, I need to inject you on your butt. But I was so shy because the doctor's also a family friend. And male. And male. And, okay. and a guy. And he was no, a no, but there are these painkillers that are very strong. The needles are very long one, right? Yeah. So they will recommend the butt 
injection. I didn't know lah. I was like, why is Philip want to touch my bum? <laughs> so uh, I said, uh, can you put it on my arm instead? And he hesitated for a bit, and he said, okay lah, can. Then he pulled out the needle, and it was so long. <laughs> and then my brain went, oh, okay, that's why he wanted to, you know, touch my uh, derriere. Yeah. Um. So yeah, after that, my hand hurt for another week. Did it, did it hurt <laughs> more than the ankle? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I think it distracted me from my ankle pain. No, but okay, wait. wait. Would you have felt mm-hmm. less awkward if the doctor was a woman? Yeah, for sure. I think I would have let her inject ah. me on my bottom. So why didn't you just request for a woman doctor or maybe a nurse who's a yeah. woman? I I didn't think of that. <laughs> you special case lah. Oops. The ankle lah, brain rosa. Why <laughs> FM? So we read a report that said some women in Para are a bit shy to go and get mammogram tests. I get it. I was shy to go and get painkiller injected in my bottom yeah. once because uh, the doctor was a guy. Mm-hmm. So we're asking you: Have you had any awkward medical stories, Billy? I'm sure you have one. Hey, hey man. Hey, <laughs> I have one too. I I get. I guess yeah. as much that Billy would call. Because he has so many awkward stories. Yeah, man. I would, forgot about this. Where did this one happen? Did this happen in Bahrain or was it in Malaysia? This happened here in Malaysia okay. in 2020. All right. Two years ago. Yeah, I forgot about this until now. Because that's how much I've been trying to block it in my head. So <laughs> What happened, awkward. man? So, yeah, I was just 2020, you know, lockdown, been, was home. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, I feel like the sharpest pain in my in my stomach. I thought I thought like an organ exploded, like appendicitis. Yeah, and that's my oh. first thought, actually. Uh, because ah. like when your appendix uh, explodes, oh my God, the pain is excruciating. Uh-huh. I was in tears. Uh, I really, this is like the worst pain I've ever felt in my life. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm fucking freaking out. If your appendicitis like ruptures, you need, I think, surgery immediately, one, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 2am. Uh, <laughs> I, I can't drive myself. I don't, I, I don't think I can afford an ambulance. So I called my dad. Who lives in Puchong? <laughs> so I'm like that. Please. It's it's me, your son. It's not being a lot of pain. <laughs> your son, please, daddy, please. I call him daddy. I would call him daddy. <laughs> I was like five. <laughs> daddy, please. I'm I'm dying. I think and he's like he's like ten minutes. He comes to like my house. Oh, get in the car. Get in the car. And then we he drove me to the closest hospital in the car ride. Out, we had the most tender father and son moment we've ever had. It was kind of oh. nice. Well, you, was, no, yeah. you actually you thought, thought you, you were going to die. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, really. My dad. My dad thought I was gonna die. I really, I really thought I was gonna die. So might as well, you know, have a nice final father and son moment. <laughs> uh, we get, we get to the hospital, and the doctor does the test, and then the doctor comes back after like 50 minutes. The results, and boy, uh, you actually, you need to, you have, a, you have a lot of poop in you. That's, that's it. No. You go, so you were constipated. You were, you were constipated. Ah, yeah, I was just badly, badly. But no, but oh Billy, Billy, gosh. Billy, stop, Billy. Did, did, is it true though? Did you not go to the toilet for a prolonged amount of time? I don't think I did because in quarantine, I was just so stressed. I was just stress eating so much. Uh, I was sleeping at weird times, so my body so didn't did have doc- like a schedule. Did the doctor proceed to do like anything, like an enema or something like that? Yeah, he, yes. Oh, uh, yeah, that's exactly what, yeah. So he gave me, and then I didn't know what an enema was, and he explained it to me, and then I asked him to explain it again. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I, okay. And then, yo, my dad drove me home, and then he demanded me to the bathroom, 
and he just sat outside the bathroom while I put an enema in the backside. Oh, and that no. was, yeah. Poor Billy, poor dad. The dad was thinking, right? Ayo, small at time, I teman you go pupu namaina. Now big also got a teman you go pupu. Some so much. Fly FM. This is the amazing race. Chinese Zodiac Edition. During Chinese New Year, the 12 animal signs are often the focus, right? Like how 2022 is the year of the tiger. Here's a bit of a history lesson. The 12 animals were part of a race that was organized by the Jade Emperor a long time ago. And he invited these 12 animals to take part in the great race. Hmm. Unfortunately, we've heard that some of the animals are tak puas hati with the results. <laughs> so we decided to interview them to hear their side of the story and to settle the score between them, right? We're supposed to interview the rabbit today who came in fourth place but he double booked himself he's now in a hat preparing for a magic show somewhere <laughs> so instead we have the snake hello snake how are you um so 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 yeah nowadays i just keep a low profile like oh. literally i'm on the ground slithering yeah while i'm here i want to clear up some myths Conceptions out there You know I don't just Snap at people I'm very careful Because if I Accidentally bite my tongue I'm out for a week Food poisoning <laughs> Right Interesting um, Good to know that Anyway How was the race For you? Well First of all It was weird I was even invited Honestly I don't have legs Right Yeah But if people Invite you to things It's rude Not to accept So I joined But I was smart You see I hung on to the horse's legs You see, I know he's fast So then at the last second I jumped off And that's how I finished Sixth in the race Not bad for someone Who's legless <laughs> Okay, Snake Well, thank you so much For your time um, Any parting words To the people Out there listening to you? Yes If I, an animal With no legs Can finish a race Then you can do anything You set your mind to Okay? Aww. Don't surrender Don't find excuses And most of all Use your brains Anyway, I have to go I saw some suspicious Chinese people Looking at me strangely Like I don't belong Oh, where do, you, where do they think you belong? In a soup Okay This is The Amazing Race Chinese Zodiac Edition Fly FM Yep, we're taking you through the Chinese New Year facts. Today, we're talking about the Lion Dance. Yes. Now, most historians believe the Lion Dance began in the late Han Dynasty uh-huh. when lions, uh, get this, uh, when lions were brought to northern China from Central Asia as gifts for the Chinese emperor. Oh. Because a lot of people are wondering, why why is there a lion dance? Because there are no lions in China. So now we know. Oh. They were brought into China. I China see. originally has no lions. Unlike Malaysia, uh, which has lions, we've been told recently. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, representations of the lion began to be incorporated into existing traditional Chinese dances. Mm-hmm. It spread all over China. China and split into various forms and it got so popular right because mm-hmm. everybody was like having so much fun right. that it continued spreading to Vietnam Indonesia Korea even to Tibet and of course Malaysia oh. but in Hong Kong something happened in the 1950s and 60s <gasps> and you watch this in like, all these uh, Kung Fu movies it's real uh, it's based on history uh, rival martial arts groups uh-huh. and the gangsters the triads they would battle each other by using lion dance 
What? <laughs> it's true. So they would have the lion dance there, and then some participants will hide like knives and daggers in the costumes to like cut their opponent and stuff like that. So oh the lion gosh. dance was banned for a time by the Hong Kong government. Uh-huh. Now the ban is lifted, lah. But it still remains illegal to perform a lion dance in Hong Kong City without a police permit. Wow, here we think needing a police permit to protest is a bit much. Over there, dancing so need permit. No? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so now the first World Lion Dance Championship was held in Malaysia in 1994, mm-hmm. and today it is the premier competition for troops looking to test their metal against the best in the world. Malaysia, yeah. we've won it like over 20 times already. Wow. We're that good. When we come out, all the other lions go home. <laughs> <laughs> Singapore lion yeah. has never won and yeah. always cannot disqualify. Why? Yeah, because the fellow top is lion, bottom is fish. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a fun fact: Douglas was once involved in a lion dance troupe. Oh yeah, doing my wushu training. Why? <laughs> <laughs> So Lee Zijia is banned from international tournaments for two years. Yeah, this is so bad, lah. But then again, you know what to do. The name is called badminton, not good minton. <laughs> 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 so, <laughs> so sorry for that. The Badminton Association of Malaysia, which is uh, BAM, what has a announced. Cool, what a cool acronym, yeah. Yeah, BAM. <laughs> BAM <laughs> has announced that the country's top singles player Lizzie Jiao will not be registered for any tournament under the Badminton World Federation, right? Yeah, BWF yeah, yeah, yeah. for two years, starting from the 18th of January 2022. Um, as we heard, Lizzie Jiao did tender his resignation mm-hmm. from the national team last week. We spoke about this. He's not the only one, though. Uh, former national women's singles badminton player Go Jinwei who also opted to join the KL Racket Club mm. KLRC will also not be able to compete for two years yeah because there's this rule I read about it right yeah. uh, that only the National Badminton Associations mm-hmm. uh, can register players for international tournaments so yes. there's this petition going around asking the BWF the Badminton World Federation I think to maybe change this rule uh. mm-hmm. so to open up to like private yeah, players to, yeah, and to, stuff to, like that yeah to professionals can you, can you imagine if this happened and they opened it up to everybody anybody mm. can go and register right <laughs> like all this Tom Dick and Harry's uncle aunties all will be registering <laughs> their kids registering themselves yeah, to go not, and play not everybody can go and register <laughs> first of all it's quite expensive but it would be quite interesting like, to see like Japan's top player Kento Momota versus Uncle Sri from Club Recreasy <laughs> Ulu Klang <laughs> But what's interesting here though Is that um, While it's a very complicated issue mm-hmm. You know Because I, I don't know the full story None of us know the full story I hear that BAM is going to come out With a press conference to tell all And Zija has appealed the two-year ban But uh, What's interesting is that Lee Zija got support from the World number Current world number one Victor Axelson right. One of his fiercest rivals, right? Mm-hmm. These guys will compete on court Like play each other Zija has beaten Victor Victor has beaten Zija Yeah But Victor has come up with a statement saying that um, I wish uh, Zija all the best. I hope that your country will allow you to play. Oh. I look forward to competing against you. That's nice. Which is such a weird thing for a rival to say yeah. because no, that's not how rivals should behave, right? Uh-huh. Rivals should should go and try and get the opponent banned even before the competition. Rivals should try and get the opponent arrested on some trumped up charges. They should try and like actively make sure the opponent can't even get registered in the first place. Uh- We're still talking about badminton here, right? 
Of course What else am I talking about <laughs> Talking about politics though. I was not talking about politics no, I'm talking badminton Of course you're not talking about politics But I want to talk about politics Okay up to you <laughs> Right after this Fly FM So I don't know if you've heard about this Teachers can now get involved in politics Says our PM Whoa this yeah. is politics, politics, or staff room politics. <laughs> well, staff room is about politics. Yeah, of course. So. I was a teacher before. Oh, staff room politics is uh, heavy stuff, man. You must really? lobby and see who can sit uh, near the aircon. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, this is actual <laughs> government politics. Uh, yeah, our government announced that teachers under the education ministry will be allowed to get involved in politics with immediate effect. So if today you decide, oh, maybe I want to get involved in politics, you can. You can. Push. Yeah, our Prime Minister Ismail Sabri Yaakob said, I have already brought this matter up to the cabinet and decided that in line with the democratic rights of the people, school teachers should be allowed to get involved in politics. Well done. La. But I like how we had to specify that it was for school teachers. Yeah, yeah. Only not, yeah. not all other types of teachers. <laughs> like cannot because driving teachers cannot la, go into politics. Not all pass. <laughs> <laughs> line dancing teachers also cannot. You know why? Why? Barisan. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so our real PM, another people's pacha, he added that the teachers are still subject to the rules of their respective departments. So, so mm. teachers, for example, while in politics, should not neglect their duties. Otherwise, disciplinary action can be taken. Mm-hmm. So it's up to the departments to make an assessment. Oh, still, it's, uh, I think it's a progressive step. So yeah. well done, Malaysian well done. politics. Uh, step forward towards kematangan here. Because <laughs> last time, no way, man. Schools, you cannot touch politics really, like, yeah. schools will get in trouble even if an Adon showed up for a visit mm-hmm. for canteen day or whatever or yeah. was, a, was a big no-no yeah. so I'm quite excited for this new development in Malaysia yeah, it'll too. be cool also to see the slogans like if all these teachers all of different subjects yeah. start going to politics seriously mm-hmm. they'll be like I am a math teacher so you can count on me <laughs> like, cool, like, I am a geography teacher so I will put us on the map Whoa. I am an English teacher so I won't embarrass us at the United Nations. <laughs> Chinese language teacher, how? Chinese language teacher, no point. No matter what the fellow says, uh, there'll be still some idiots who think he's communist. <laughs> Fly FM. So a particular man donated his kidney to his girlfriend's mom. Wow. But then is dumped a month after the operation. Wow. <laughs> Where was this news reported on Malaysia kidneys? <laughs> So in a series of videos on TikTok, right? This guy's name is Uziel Martinez. Uh, He's from Baja, California, Mexico. He said that he had heroically stepped in to save his ex's mother by donating the organ. So the mother was already in hospital, I'm guessing, in need of a kidney transplant. Correct. And this guy heroically just came in like, Mother-in-law! You can take... Dude, if he was Malaysian, the headline would have been epic. Like, because of buah hati, man loses buah pinggang. (laughs) (laughs) So sadly for him He lost his buah hati as well Donating an organ To his future mother-in-law Wasn't enough To rescue the relationship Right Which ended Like I said Less than a month After the operation So sad To add to this To make matters worse Uziel's ex Has since Married another man No It gets yeah. from bad to worse yeah, Are you okay, okay girl Sorry lah Okay your mother One kidney transplant That one I, I give her a kidney lah But you, you need a heart transplant man How can you are heartless This guy gave the kidney To your mother Yeah and he broke up with him. It's terrible. But it's okay. After going viral, um, Uzel said that he was over the breakup and that there was no bad blood between him and his ex. Oh, okay, okay. So, so, it, uh, so it's not exactly a happy ending, but an amiable one. Uh. 
Okay, well, well Uzil, uh, all the best to you. I hope you find love. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then what this mother-in-law also. Uh, <laughs> most of them want kids. Uh, they don't want kidneys. Uh, <laughs> bit strange uh, this whole story. But but Uzil, you. I think are the only men mm-hmm. who can honestly say after this episode, yeah. you know what, guys? I think she only liked me for my body parts. <laughs> Fly FM English class with Mina Saleh. Good morning, class. How are you today? All right. Now, as always, you have to create a sentence using a word, and the word of the day is cashew. It is a type of nut. Katija. Create a sentence using the word cashew. For you, I like to make cookies using cashew nuts. Yes, very good. All right, Ladu, create a sentence using the word cashew. Daddy, my family say I want to go visit the zoo and see the elephant. So I said, Ellie, what the elephant eat? He said, the elephant eat all the nuts. So I took all the kacang putih. Uncle Mutu kacang putih I took. Then my other uncle three beetle nuts. So I took. And then got the Korean nuts. It's called the pistachio. And then also I took uh, all type of nuts. Lah, you know, okay, okay, give- okay. okay. Ladu, it's okay. Just just talk about cashews, right? Create a sentence using the word cashew. Turns out the stupid elephant only like cashew nuts. Yes, okay, that works. Thank you, Ladu. All right, Asing, create a sentence using the word cashew. My mother say uh, I must be good boy. If not, the police will catch you. Oh, no, Asing. This is the Douglas Lim and Juanita podcast. Hang out with them weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on Fly FM.